so a nun gets in a cabbie's cab, and uh, he's driving and doesn't really make eye contact with, and is kind of looking away. And the nun notices that you know he's basically avoiding her as much as she can, and uh, she basically forces him into a conversation. And he's like, "Well, I just don't feel comfortable around nun." Blah blah blah. After about like five minutes in the cab, he finally comes to the fact that he can't look at her because she's attractive and he's always had a fantasy and she's like well it's okay you know but no one judges you i don't judge you the lord blah 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 and i don't really do confession that's not a nun thing but if it helps to talk about it and he says i've always had a fantasy of getting blown by a nun and she's like well maybe 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 that will happen and they talk a little more and she says okay i will help you live out your fantasy but Two questions. Are you married and are you Catholic? Because I'm not married and I am Catholic. So she's great. So she has to pull a car over. You know, none does, you know, 20 bucks, same as in town. Uh, and then they get back in the cab and they're driving. Uh, and then the guy's like, I feel really bad. It's like, I can't believe I lied to a nun. Not only am I married, I'm not Catholic. I'm Jewish. And she goes, oh. Well, I'm not really a nun. My name's Kevin. I'm on my way to a costume party. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everyone. (laughs) Hey, welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. Did you see that one coming from two blocks away? Uh, No. Actually, about about half a block. Okay. I saw the cab coming. I went, whoa. (laughs) Oh, so how have you been this week, Joe? Fantastic! Not at all depressed. No, you're not. Look at you. Joe is wearing at. This is the first time I've seen you in a Red Sox shirt. And uh, that's actually ever? a Boston Braves shirt. That's how old <laughs> my affiliation goes. Yeah, why not? Why not? You know what? Embrace it's, it. It's been fair weather outside. It really has. Why not be the fan as well? I, I think all the decades of suffering you know you you are in the decades of suffering category you can jump on and off anytime you want so good for you and i also have the excuse of not being able to watch any regular season games throughout the year for the most part because i don't have nesson and also i you know from what i hear lots of people even during the playoffs are having trouble finding what station the game's on and also the times of the games mm. right i mean Eight o'clock. We can get into it in sport. Yeah, later. we'll get into it in sport, but it is a nice shirt. Uh, let's see. Thank you. So, you know, uh, I'm going to bore everybody with the story we I bore you with uh, yesterday, the day before. Mm-hmm. Get a uh, pillow ready because it's you know it's it's a little Halloween ish. So there's an occupational therapist, really nice lady, who comes to our house to work with mom in law a couple days a week and. She's been coming for like, you know, two or three months. She's very earthy, crunchy, you know, hippie-ish. Very, very nice. And, art, you know, you know her weekends are built around arts and craft projects. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know the type. The yes. Big NPR listener. Uh-huh. Um, and Does she have a podcast? <laughs> and she hears, um, you know, we were talking about Halloween costumes and our little guy was thinking about going as the Black Widow, you know, because she kicks ass. And she says, oh, you know, we have a Black Widow costume. Actually, my son, 
surprisingly to us a couple years ago, wanted to go as a Black Widow. I'll bring it by next week. Progressive. We thought it was awesome, you know? And when she came by next week, she brought her Black Widow costume. And how did it look? Uh, well, it had uh, eight ar- uh, six arms. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> An oversized black sweatshirt with, like, a spider's head, like, sewn on the top and, like, you know, a, a red underbelly and so if you put your arms in the sweatshirt and hold your arms out they had little strings connecting to two sets of arm under you so like three arms on each side so you, you know what i'm describing Remember i describe it okay for the folks oh yeah no you paint a picture yeah so uh so when she heard a black widow she thought like uh the spider. The, the, the spider. But you were referring to the uh, Avengers character. Scarlett Johansson. Right. You know. Uh, but now, so you were asking me on the phone, am I the idiot or is she the idiot? <laughs> and I, I think unanimously, I think we can all agree, you're the idiot for assuming that she would know, oh, Black Widow, obviously, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> and what, how old is she? Like 50s? Yeah, yeah, she's probably early 50s, late 40s. You know, she's probably my age, but vibes 20 right. years older. All right. So she's slightly less progressive than you because she wouldn't even imagine sending her son out as Black Widow from Avengers. But, you know, the thing is, this is a person who's been in our, you know, in our house. 30 times, and the little guy is never not in a superhero outfit. We're never not playing a Batman game or, or you know, or watching, like, you know, superhero movie and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's just not. You could still repurpose the costume as the spider that bit Spider-Man. Yeah, too, which Parker. I thought was genius, which yes. I thought was really genius. No. And we do have Spider-Man costumes. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Those are called Wednesdays. Uh-huh. So, uh, Spider-Man. We were just talking beforehand. Uh, so, Joe, it looks it looks like the uh, Kuwaiti Qatar Dubai tour is on. Hey-o. Got my routing this week. Um, AJ, poor poor Price is right. We are on a flight together from Boston to uh, JFK at three o'clock on November first, and have a quaint six and a half hour layover before our. Fourteen-hour flight. Go see the Statue of Liberty. He can, uh, (laughs) like, you know. I mean, take a tour of Jersey for some reason. For some, um, but yeah. So when I got the routing, when I got the here's your tickets, I thought, okay, this looks like it's finally going to happen. And then today, um, you know, I got the phone call. It's like, oh, all the money should have been deposited. You might want to check, and it was. So I'm like, well. I got my ticket and they paid me, so might as well be going. But now I have to go on a shopping spree via um, online because I don't have dress shorts or dress shirts or dress anything. So, Ooh. Oh, man. Makeover! Yeah, there is. Exactly. I mean, I just... Uh, you watching this. a lot of Queer Eye lately? Or the yeah, of, you, you know, know exactly. up on there. I mean, you do have a wife. I, well, right. So she will, and she'll be happy that she gets to order some crap, but it's like she'll have to order like two or three sizes and get it, do a little fashion show, do a little runway when I get home. You're too sexy for your shirt, <laughs> which apparently doesn't fit. <laughs> Oh, so uh, so yeah, so lot 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 lots of big things this week on on, on our end. Um, saw last week when we started the podcast, I uh, gave a review of the first five minutes of the Titans, uh, the new live action Titan, uh, because you know management thought it was too violent and wanted to watch it. And uh, you were fine with it. Though. I I was fine with it, fine enough to the point where I'm like, they've been waiting to see it forever. 
it can't be much worse than what they've seen. What's a little dismembering? We'll get to the Saudis in just a few minutes. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, you're jumping ahead. He'll never be the head of a major corporation. <laughs> so we. So uh, it's great. It's absolutely great. Love it. I mean, it's it is. I, I you know. I'm the Batman shouldn't kill, but Batman too. There's there's people getting killed in this universe. When does Batman show his dick? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's what the world wants to know. No, the world doesn't want to know that. You want to know that. What you know? There are women and gay men in this world. Yeah, that, and me. And you. <laughs> You've been accused of both. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Um. Uh, but the biggest news, uh, a little over a week ago, about nine days ago now, our very good friend, uh, Sully, had the single greatest wedding I've ever been to in the history of mankind. And you've had two. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about you. And both of mine were pretty great. Both of mine were pretty great. I'll admit that. I mean, I I'm was very, in attendance for one of them. You know, uh, yes, you were at the slap shot, the wedding on the ice rink. I still have my Chiefs jersey. And uh, not the Han Solo on the beach one. So it's at the Heart Rock in Boston. And our good friend Mike, you know, who's found his soulmate, Brandy, you know, a few years ago. Um, Is she a fine girl? She's a fine girl. What, what a, a good, good wife, wife she would be. God, she must hate that. Loves it. Oh, she loves, loves it. it. Oh, good for her. Loves that, it. Keeper. Uh, right. No, this is why she's a keeper. I'm going to get to tragedy. And I, I, now that I'm talking about it, I will post stuff. Okay, so the Saudis. Oh, wait, no, not that kind of tragedy. So they get married on the stage at the Heart Rock. So everybody comes in. They have the big you know, room where there's a stage, a private room. You know, can fit a few hundred people. And all of a sudden, everybody starts going to the stage and like, oh, it's going to start. I'm like, oh, tragedy's going to come out. They're going to play. No. You know, Mike and Brandy get up on stage. You know, they have one of their friends, like, you know, do the ceremony. And just initiate the audience that don't know who oh. tragedy Okay, oh. we'll get to tragedy because okay. they're a big part of it. Well, you but, said tragedy comes out. Okay, well, no, tragedy didn't. I thought they were coming oh, out, sorry. but I didn't know. Oh, the wedding story? Yeah, great. Everybody gets to the stage. Very, very quick, simple. The dad walks her down, a flower girl, flower boy, you know, nieces, nephews, that kind of thing. Very small, like no best men up there, no bridesmaids, just Brandy, Mike, and the guy, you know, deputized, ordained, officiating. officiating. Everybody's waiting. The hush falls over the crowd, and he starts, marriage. <laughs> and I'm like, no fucking way. Verbatim. <laughs> word for word. The entire Prince's Bride, like, you know, um, marriage is a reason we are brought here together today. With the inflection and everything. Then, you know, Mike says his vows, in which he... You know, references Rush in the band Rush. Uh, if you've known Mike for more than four seconds, like Rush is his Batman and Patriots and Big Boobs all rolled into one. His My love for those three things rolled into one with Mike. Um, and then his wife, you know, uh, made a similar, you know, it was like, this is when I knew you loved me when X, Y, and when you found my rush treasure trove, you didn't run screaming like, like that. The entire ceremony was two and a half minutes. The, the rings exchanged, the kiss, her vows, and their vows were so sweet, but so earnest and stuff like that. No, 
cliches, no, like you swept me off my feet like a unicorn, you know. <laughs> I don't, you know, the cliche yeah. of being swept off your feet by a unicorn. <laughs> you do. Uh, what's the difference, by the way, between a unicorn and Pegasus? What one's a mythical, legendary, like magnificent creation cr- creature. The one's not real, you idiot. Uh, but it was great. Any wedding that's under three minutes that doesn't take any Bibles or kneeling or getting up or that crap, perfect. Uh-huh. Absolutely perfect. And then tragedy. Uh, what happened? Tragedy. <laughs> tragedy! The greatest metal 70s rock band. in the. It's, it's Well, not just 70s metal. It's they're essentially a Bee Gees cover band. They started as a Bee Gees cover band. So they played two solid hours. I mean, no breaks, no nothing. Two absolute solid hours. And in that solid hours, they probably played five to six um five to six Bee Gees songs, but it's everything. You know, it's 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 Toto. It's you know all the one hit air supply air supply. I mean, you go basically the, the yacht channel on Raining Men, Sirius XM Radio. It's Raining Men. Oh, the, their, their version of that is always great. They did Brandy, um, dude. It's I I and, and truly when they said please come, Joe. It, that's the vibe. It was. It was a party. It was the least stuffy. It was really great. Again, I, I will never get over. How lucky I was growing up in the neighborhood I did. Like the four houses, like right there. I mean, there was like 10 kids between the four houses. And eight of those 10 kids, you know, are still, you know, we're all there, still incredibly close. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Mike and, and you know, uh, Robert's wife, Amy, and stuff like that. It, it was it was beyond fantastic. I'm glad you had a fantastic time. Congratulations to Mike and Brandy. I'm glad I didn't go. Only because I would have ruined somehow, some way, something. The vibe. Like, I would have been the 17th wheel. You would have relished seeing my mom up on stage with tragedy. (laughs) I will post those pics. Yes. They loved it. No, you need to poster those pics. Yeah. Like, make them into a poster. And I I, I kid you not. It was great. Um, Was she wearing her MAGA hat? She she was not, you know, <laughs> Good. Um, very little politics talk that day. But God bless that. I was ordered by my good friend Amy, Robert needs to get out of the house and go out more. And she said, you and your buddy Joe, please make him come on your podcast. Take him down to free play. Oh, you mean, well, is it fun spot in New Hampshire? No, no. the one in Rhode Island. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it is free play. I'm not too. I'm not that familiar. It's the it's the bar. It, oh, okay. it's a, it's a grown up thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an arcade bar. Right, arcade a bar. Arcade. It's a right. arcade. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's like, you have to. Okay. It's like that's the most fun I think he had is doing your show and Shit. talking game. Then let's do it. Get him out of the house. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Uh, you you want to cheat on that? Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Um, that's what we do. <laughs> don't apologize. Uh, so so. I, so I just, you know, I didn't even know, she never mentioned it at the wedding, because, you know, she's not a complainer, but talking to my sister a couple days after, she's like, oh, it was so great, I always love seeing her, they're coming over for dinner this week, because they still can't cook. Um, they live on the Andover side of that Lawrence explosion, what was that, a month ago now? Yeah, that was actually an Andover explosion. They still don't have gas. Yeah. So they have electric, but they can't, you know. I think they're, 
Isn't the gas company like shipping? Is it the state or the gas company that's shipping appliances to people who are affected? Yeah, people are getting like uh, hot plates, hot plates and stuff like that. Yeah. But Although the fire department's like, what's going on with the hot plates right. and the space heaters? Let's take we <laughs> the amount of fire calls that they'll be getting will go one exponentially. Problem. Yeah, right. Well, you know, but Mike, Mike's wedding, and I will post pictures. It's truly, go look at Tragedy's website. Uh, follow them on Twitter, but you have to see them. Nothing comes close to actually, like the whole vibe. Their stage show. They're like a New York based band, but they're they travel the East Coast and all over the country, the world. Of the world. Like, yeah, they they do like metal festival. I mean, they have a YouTube channel, tons of videos. Uh, we they were, when we were at Mike's bachelor party, we saw. They had the YouTube channel going on rotation of tragedies, music videos, and they're all like, you know, the cheesiestly shot, but the, just cheesy enough. Like, it didn't look like something that you and I would have done in the 1990s at formal edition on Cablevision, public access, but just a step above that. You were there. <laughs> but check it out. Good time. So, yeah, congratulations. It, it, it was great. I, I, I mean, seriously. I, I give it two years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... The next thing I was going to chat about, uh, so you know how I've been roped into helping the city of Worcester, you know, with the basketball team, uh, helping them get wrestling stuff. Now I'm dealing with a boxing promoter. The Chamber of Commerce has called me in a couple times to help plan events or, or strategize or brainstorm other events. And they had me come to this uh, after our mixer. And it's so bizarre for me. And it's one of those things where they get all amped up, like this is a, a big thing for them, a big, you know, Thursday night bash. And it's just people in suits, like who are bald or balding, like letting their hair down had they had it by having like a couple free beers at this. Um, it was at like one of those hotel banquet, like, you know, type rooms in, in Worcester. It's like if Brett Kavanaugh had a kegger now. Right. No, Minus I think the I think, I think uh, and they had all these. <laughs> I, I, I can only, uh, I can only equate it to speed dating for business, <laughs> and it, that's exactly. And they wanted you to like, you know, people just sit and you come and basically meet as many people as you can and talk and get. No, no, I I, I did the same thing I did at every junior high dance, just. just wallflower it in the corner and like it's like a linkedin page come to life yeah Ugh. like and i don't want in and, and i'm not going to pretend to care about any of the shit that anybody is talking like this is the stuff i'm doing i don't you know I, I don't know the right way to put it but that's not my vibe you know yeah you can't be you're not a phony Right. Well, you can, I can be. I, I, in small doses, I yeah. can turn it on. But this whole, and the chamber's all excited about uh, the Worcester Red Sox and all these other things. And they think that they're going, they want to use that as a springboard to have higher profile, like, you know, boxing, wrestling. They get the UFC, the, the WWE there, like once a year at the DCU, but they want the, like, the AAA version of that. You know, um, they call it independent wrestling, but, which does, you know, great. And, and all these other things. But, you know, you're talking to these people who aren't going to sponsor it or aren't going to be affiliated with it, and they want to talk about it. It's like, dude, I don't have time for you. Um, you just say it. 
You're not there, dancing monkey. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not here to. You know, but uh, but that that's been my uh, my my distraction from the world of awful. Great. So we, we don't have to talk about it. Great. All right. Now let's talk about the awful. Mm. Um, you know, you know, uh, we're gonna start with with the awful topic of this while being black this week and while being black. You follow any of the while being black this week? I think like three new permit patties have popped up, and, and they're all white bitches. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, you you know, I wouldn't refer to all women as bitches, but these particular women are bitches. Are white bitches? What's your favorite one? Oh, uh, let's see. Well, there's Cornerstone Carolyn. Yeah, the 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 woman who thought she was groped yes. by a nine year old. Oh. And and to scream at a nine year old like that. I mean, honestly, that nine year old kid will never walk in a store. And and not be hyper cognizant of where every. Hey, you, you know, know what? Honestly, I think that day he broke his cherry of being black. You think so? That that was his introduction. Yeah, to, it's like hey, hey, this w- is what's going to be like, kid. Buckle up. I well, maybe maybe I'm being optimistic. Maybe <laughs> something awful had already happened to him at five that just didn't get reported on. But yeah, so a woman was. At a corner store in New York, I, I, right? I think it was New York, in like Brooklyn or someplace. I, I forget. And she felt something brush up against her butt. Saw this little grab her ass. She felt something touch her butt. She looked and she saw. A, was it the stick? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that was coming out of it. Right. So um, she saw a little kid with his mother leaving, and immediately put two and two together. Black male ass touching, he must have groped me. Granted, he's nine years old and with his mother, but that's beside the point. Granted, he's carrying a humongous backpack and holding something with both hands. That's beside the fact. He touched my ass because who can't, who can resist? Who can resist? And when I listened to the audio, uh, because, you know, obviously it was filmed by, she, the woman confronted the mother immediately and then made a big stink about it and then the mother said something to her and then she escalated and decided to call the police on the boy um for harassment and she was being filmed the person filming her um was you know from the neighborhood and um, she was she was sort of mugging for the camera, like not mugging for the camera, but she was talking like, "Oh yeah, I I get it. I'm a white lady calling the police on a black person," and so she was sort of cognizant of what she was doing, but defiant, you know. Um, but then you hear another woman yelling at at her, going, "Nobody wants to touch your flat ass," <laughs> which was fantastic. And lo and behold, turns out he did not touch her ass, and then I. I heard afterwards the the boy was interviewed for somewhere, and he said apparently I just saw the quote that she doesn't forgive her and hope that she gets help. So, wow! Yeah, and, and and truly the most innocent of innocent thing, the the woman's on his right, his mom's on his left. They're walking out the store. His mom says something to him, and he and he turns his head. And he's a nine year old with a fucking backpack. It grazes her ass. The back. He truly probably. Had absolutely no idea, and as you said, was had stuff in his hands. So that was, and, and then and it goes to show, um, it's been a while since somebody must have touched her ass. Because can you tell the difference between a a rigid, 
you know, scratchy backpack versus a caress or a pinch of a hand. From nine-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> so I think my favorite one was in St. Louis. The dude's just going, Johnson? <laughs> the dude's... <laughs> And, and and see, and this is where you know it all goes to shit. No, I went to shit when you said so. A nun, <laughs> go on, St. Louis, um, another awful white woman. Yeah, white woman's walking out of an apartment building to walk her, you know, yippy little dog. Black guys has the audacity to uh, try to come home, try, try, try to walk through the door to get to his apartment. Oh, she's a blonde girl too, <coughs> right? Yeah, and she. Won't let him in the building. Right. Yeah, he's on the stoop. Right. And he pulls out his phone. <clears throat> and she, and again, very defiantly, it's like, I'm okay with you filming me, blah, blah, blah. I want to see your key. What apartment do you live in? Who are you coming to visit? And he's like, and here's the great thing. Here's one of the many great things. He doesn't say, move, bitch. Um, he's being polite. He's like, I live here, blah, blah, blah. I don't have to show you anything. And he's like, you know, you're not, you know. You know the security this, guard. And, you and, the and he, name, he goes in by name. He names two or three people who are either security or the building manager. Goes. She doesn't know those people. You know, I pay my <laughs> check to X Y Z. I'm not showing you. And then after about two or three minutes of her, him refusing to show his ID and you know where he lives and what he just brushes past her, which she is aghast. Like he didn't push her, didn't put her hands on her. Just literally walks past her, and. Part of her argument was she doesn't know him, doesn't feel safe him coming into the building. By the way, valid, not because he's black, because if you have somebody following you into a building... Well, no, this wasn't a following in the building. She was coming out. He was walking in type thing. Oh. So she was going outside to walk her dog. Oh, right, right, right. right. And he was coming in. So she didn't feel safe him coming into the building, but felt safe enough getting on an elevator alone with him because he's walking to the elevator she's like you know well i'll tell you where I, you know my apartment's on third floor and he's like he gets on the elevator gets off and it's one of these big acid complexes so he probably walks you know the length of a football field and it winds around and it looks like a pretty nice place gets to his apartment it's like honestly it's like being in a, a big hotel where you get off the elevator turn and turn you know Maybe maybe saturation, maybe like 60, 70 yards from the elevator to his door. And he's filming the whole time. And he's like, see, this is my key. I'm putting it in my door. I'm turning my lock. I don't appreciate you being here. And she's still demanding to know, well, whose apartment is it? Are you visiting somebody? Like, <laughs> on and on. And he's like, okay, I'm going, I'm going away. Good night. Blah, blah, blah. Bitch still calls the cops who come. And drag him out of his apartment and question him. Oh, they did? They did. They, uh -huh. The police came to his apartment. Oh, that's apartment. why it's on television. Right. Yeah. So she followed him the whole way. And he posted it, but it's like, you know, this, you know, at any... It's, it's, you but know that's what? It. Honestly, I blame him. I do. I mean, she was obviously flirting with him. Come on, man. <laughs> pick up the signals. Got a white bitch. <laughs> I mean... That's my favorite thing. I don't feel safe you just coming in the building, but I feel safe getting on an an elevator alone with you, following you to your apartment at the back of the right. complex. That's how every porno that I watch starts. Yeah, white woman coming wah, out, wah, black wah, guy. Wah. <laughs> no, no, that's a Three's Company song. <laughs> is it that the same? Is it? Is, come on. <laughs> okay, all of my song? all of my favorite porns are Three's Company, three's company based. And, and then the other one this week. By the way, I say white bitch because she's a white bitch. Go yeah. on. You know, uh, you know, another great one this week, and by great, I mean awful. Um, a woman 
called the cops on a guy at a little kid's soccer game, just mind his own business, just watching a soccer game, that his son happened to be playing it. And she didn't like that, like, he was, good job, Timmy. Uh, <laughs> like, thought okay. he. What, what's her name? Like, did, did they give her they, a nickname? They, they did give her a name. They nah, did. I'll, you, I'll look you, it up. You're you going to live her. And that's the thing. And then the, the whole conversation, you know, she's just escalating. And then she calls because she doesn't feel, you know, safe. And and what's sad is the guy's like, fuck this. You know, I know where this is going. I'm just going to go wait in my car and just leave. You know, the cops come anyways. But it's like. So so this week, uh, it is black kids aren't allowed to wear backpacks. Um, black dudes aren't allowed to go to their apartments. And black dads can't go to their son's soccer games. So the, the soccer game story, her name was Ginger Williams. She was in a golf cart. And she, she saw... Tremendous woman. Yes. Tremendous in her spirit. <laughs> oh, no. You mean like the way you can't fit into a t-shirt now? She, she, she shouldn't <laughs> wear purple because people will mistake her as grimace. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to the kids who Grimace was. Rest in peace, Grimace. Um, no, but this woman was on a golf cart, and she saw a black father yelling instructions to her son at a youth soccer game. Uh, she's been dubbed Golf Cart Gale. They're like hurricanes now. Like, <laughs> right. like These women are now being nicknamed like goddamn hurricanes, which, by the way, there are too many of this year. Um, is there, is it, So is there like, is this like climate change for women now, like, is like um, the, but uh, the one in St. Louis, don't say it, don't say. Uh, yeah, she got fired from her job. She is actually a, a property manager somewhere else. The video goes viral, and they're like, "Yeah, we, you don't work here anymore." Mm-hmm. And I, and I love when I, that's happening more and more. You see something awful, and I see it on like Twitter all the time. Somebody will post it or retweet something and say, "Okay, internet, do your thing." When somebody's being grotesquely racist um and th- and that's the thing it's like as much as we've been joking about it and lamenting it the make america hate again truly people used to be ashamed or hide like their racism and stuff like that uh you know there was a congressperson who just you know put out a picture the other day had his you know arm around like you know one of those wooden like native americans he's like oh here's me and elizabeth warren it's like Wow, people used to shy away from openly, openly, openly being misogynistic, being racist, being anti-Semitic. Nope, not so much. Yeah, that's too bad. Although I don't know the uh, the whole. I, I I guess I get it, and the we the people who are being shamed, rightfully so, by being exposed for their racism are getting fired. That's you know I guess. Good, but <laughs> I don't know. At the same time, there's a lot. I, I, okay, let me put it this way. I like it when it's applied to true racists. Right. I don't like it when it's applied to James Gunn. There's a hit piece, something out of context. No, these people who you've seen it, you know, it was the douchebags at Charlotte or Charlottesville who, you know, the companies see them out there and stuff. And they're like, yeah, we don't want you. This isn't us. So, you know, right. you're going to be working with the public. And guess what? There's some black people in public. There's some gays in public. There's some non-middle-class white people that you would have to deal with that we don't now trust your judgment. But are we now creating a new ISIS? You know how, like, we created ISIS, the United States, that is, when we went into Iraq and we broke up all those militants yes. and 
they've went off and formed their own little band of merry men. The Proud Boys, you mean? That's what I'm saying. Are we forming? Like, are we shut? Like, they, all these people that are awful people that are going to now be fired and job, and they can't get a job anywhere because they're publicly outcast. Oh, oh there, there are places they can get a job. But well, I get. Of- well, what if they don't want to live in Georgia? <laughs> and, no, it, and. Or Florida, or, or maybe, or Mississippi, well, see, now, 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 or Alabama. Now I'm torn. Now that I'm thinking about, because or New Hampshire. <laughs> on one hand, when we had Price's writers here, and he was saying, you know, his his aunt, I think it was, likes the open racism because you, because you know, she, you know, you you walked around never really knowing. Now you see somebody in a mega hat, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, right, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and you rather you rather wear, it's like the reverse of a Jewish star, right? Exactly, that's exactly what it is, and so. Anyways, it's it's disgusting that, and I, and I did. I was thinking about that. That when you watch the footage from sixty three and sixty four, and the stuff in Selma, and you know Wallace, I can't remember his first name. George Wallace. George Wallace, like standing in front of the school, not letting the little girl go there, and stuff like that, and the whole separate but equal, and all this crap. And you think, well, that was honestly a few years before I was born, but it, it's not. Ancient, it's history. Yeah. It's not ancient history. Yeah. In fifty years, you know what I mean. It's like, are my little guys going to be saying, you know, wow, way back? You know, I don't know. I, it's just crazy to think. Are, are they are they turning the hoses on the protesters? Well, not yet, but I think we're getting pretty close to it. Mm-hmm. Are they killing journalists? Uh, yes, in droves, and not only are they killing journalists. So, so nice segue. So it's week four of the Saudi journalist, the the Washington Times, Washington Post, Washington Post How correspondent, you? Um, you know who who's met his demise, obviously at the hands of the Saudis, allegedly, uh, obviously. by the world. <laughs> um, by the world, you mean Pat Robinson and Mike Pompeo? No, I mean allegedly. It was alleged by the world oh, right. that he's dead. Uh, but you're referring to. The Saudis, you know, uh, be g- given a pass by what the top one percent of America's or the world leaders saying, eh, well, maybe, you know, it's, it's Saudi not, being Saudi. Not every like you know you, but you have like Macron in France canceling his trip out there, and other people, and there's no way, you know, it's it's it, it, the more details that come out, the more obvious it was not a rogue people, but it was a state sponsored hit. And the fact that um, it was done on Saudi land, technically, yes, yes, it was. Um, Which meant the Turkish cops can't go in there and break it up. If they know something's going down, they literally cannot go in there and arrest them. Right, right. But they, but they somehow got the audio. Funny how the Turkish government well, somehow got the audio well, I mean, of the, what was going on in a consulate. Place could be bugged. You know, it's under. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. But anyways, it, it, it's <laughs> awful. But, you know, back to home, I mean, this war in the media that, you know, and we've already talked about it, the guy who was arrested who's been for months from, I think, Arizona phoning and bomb threats to the Boston Globe was arrested a few weeks ago. You know, the shooter who walks into the newspaper in Baltimore and shoots up journalists. So this week, you know, um, just... I don't even like saying his name or making joke references to him anymore. Donald J. Trump, President of the United States. I hate you. Uh, you know, at a, at a at a rally in Montana, p- 
praising. Now, they went from saying, oh, how awful it was that this happened to praising the senator who body slammed the, was it the Guardian reporter? Yeah. For, right, that was, what was the guy's name? Uh, crap, I, we talked about him on the podcast, yeah. But he's like, that's my kind of guy, is what he said at the rally, right? Right. A guy who can body slam a reporter. I mean, and then, and then every time he gets heat for it, you know, uh, Huckleberry Sanders says, oh, you take him out of context, or that's just joking. Oh, violently assaulting people is now a joke to the president of the United States. Well, that's fantastic, but... Well, the, tough on you. You can't take a joke, well, you fairy. When, when, <laughs> when the jokes are people getting body slammed, people getting shot in their office, you know, or or or, or disemboweled and chopped into little pieces while they're still alive, allegedly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty, you know, you know, awful. So where does that leave us, Shock? It leaves us with the scary thing of last week we talked about what they're doing in Georgia. The guy running for governor who's also a head of the election committee who's taken 60, 650,000 names off the list. 65,000, right? Is no, six, no, no. 650? Like he purged. They had a voter purge a while ago. Like just threw names off the list. You have to read. It was some staggering thing. But there was 75,000 applications. Yeah. Of which 75% of those, or 70% of those, were for black that he refuses to process. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, um, you know, when you when you hear our history about how, like, how the Native Americans have always been treated, and in which, again, you know, the the one of the worst terms ever was like Indian giving, meaning you give somebody something and then you take it back, but yet. They never broke the treaties. Like, <laughs> like, like we gave them that. We took this, but in concession gave them that. Well, now we want that back. Well, oh, it's no. the we. It's the classic white man, you know, blaming others for things that they always do. And, but thank God that we're not still taking advantage of mistreating Native Americans in North Dakota by not letting them vote. Oh, we aren't good. The 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 uh, the current. Democratic senator won by, I think it was just a chest hair less than uh, 1% of the vote. Mm. Um, and the you know Native American population makes up just over 1% of the vote. Guess who's not being allowed to vote? Because on reservations, they don't have street addresses. You know, I have a friend, or sorry, I know a person, I had a friend, I know a person who lives in Montana, who lives in a town, you just write their name, in the town, it gets to them because yep. there are no streets. Um, Wait, so the streets have no name? The streets have no name. And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> Which is a, apparently voter, hey, Native American voters. I can do this with or without you. Right. Hey, one. And you give yourself away. <laughs> uh, she, hey, she moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> Octung, baby. <laughs> um, um, I'm ready to stand still. No, I'm just going. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to the B side. Hey, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, welcome to this week's YouTube podcast. Oh man. Um, you know, but seriously, they they all of a sudden, just weeks before the the election, say, "Oh, none of these, um, you know, you can't vote because you don't have a mailing address." They just put it into law, just like just within the past week. Wow! 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 And now they're scrambling to. Like oh, and also like PO boxes don't count and stuff like that. They're they're trying to say, 
I mean, how much more blatant can you be with – it's not disenfranchising people. It's truly taking their – It's voter suppression. Vote, vote. It's, 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 that's not even a tough enough word. You know I mean? They are stealing people's right to vote. And that's the thing. It's like how scared are they that they have to go to these – and, and the, again, just like being openly racist, they are openly doing this. This isn't secret, uh, by the way. Uh, I voted this week. Oh, yeah, early voting. Because I have to, because I'm going to be gone. And while I'm on my trip, I think I'll actually be in Kuwait during it. I will have a pit in my stomach. It will honestly be like watching a... Uh, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be watching as Jeff Deal takes the Senate seat away from Elizabeth Warren. You think that's happening? How many Elizabeth Warren signs have you seen around town? You know, but the same thing. It's like I remember being aghast when I came home to visit how many Romney signs I saw versus Obama, how many um, McCain signs I saw versus Obama, and how many Blotus signs I saw. But yet we have a Republican. We have a Republican uh, governor. We have before. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, fair. Fair enough. Well, you know, it's it's funny. It's like we've had. But there's a wave happening, man, and it's not the blue wave. It's this hate wave. It, it is a hate wave. Wait, a hate wave! Uh, you know, and I think if, if Elizabeth Warren, who I absolutely love, I agree with some of the criticism that she is facing. Oh, yeah. That she, she brought that on herself. That was the stupidest thing to do. I, I'm sorry. Like Elizabeth Warren, I love what she stands for. I love the work she does. That fucking DNA test did not need to happen. It didn't. Why? Why are you? Why are you giving anybody the ammunition satisfaction? Did did, did, did and it's insulting. Did the, the birther movement end when Obama showed his birth certificate? Like like I said, fifty percent of stuff Obama did I loved. Twenty five percent of I was on board with. But twenty five percent, I mean, which is more than any other president in my lifetime. And one of the things I didn't like it's dude, you didn't have to fucking prove yourself to him. Yeah, it wasn't the birth of movement. You had to shut up this asshole, and you did it. And it's like I, I think it would degrade at the presidency a little bit that Obama cowtailed to it a bit. Um, and and the word no, the criticism with um, with uh, Warren that I'm talking about is. It looks a little bit more like she's running for president in two years she than is. she's running for Senate now. And I think a lot of people are starting to feel it's like, well, we're voting for you for two years or we're voting for you for about a year because you start a presidential run a full year before you do it. So 18 months, you know, right. Thank you. So I think a lot of people, again, rightfully so, feel she's running for president. And I think that hurts her campaign because I don't think she's campaigning as much for Senate as she would like to hold on to the seat, but she's focused elsewhere. I do get that lackadaisical, laissez-faire, I got this attitude vibe from the Warren campaign. Um, you know, she's an incumbent. She's kind of a, a shoe in uh, were it not for the rise in anti-Elizabeth Warren and Democrat sentiment. And I, I say that in Massachusetts. You right. know, we have a Republican governor who, by the way, I'm not entirely, I don't entirely hate Charlie Baker. No, we've talked, I mean, up until recently where he, because he's eyeing a presidential run himself in six years, and he knows that the bloatus base nationwide he he's not been highly outspoken about the president, but he hasn't always been on the same page and publicly so. But just recently, he's came right out and said 
that he's on board, like he's going pro Trump because he knows he knows where his bread's butter nationwide. Like he, well, he was in the debate with Jay Gonzalez, the Democratic candidate, um, on television, and uh, he was uh, Charlie Baker was flat out asked, "Will you support Jeff Deal? Will you vote for Jeff Deal in the in the Senate election?" And he goes, "I haven't made my decision yet," even though he backed him earlier, like he he gave him his endorsement, and. You know, the moderator's like, I'm sorry, what? You, you're, not, you're not sure? And he kind of bumpered around and didn't, wasn't committed, what, didn't make a commitment to it on camera on live television during the debate. And then the next day, he's like, I, I misspoke. Uh, I, I'm, I'm 100% deal. Yeah, I'm the real deal. Deal train, Trump, yes, USA, rock and roll. Like he publicly, when the cameras are on, is Mr. Moderate, Mr. I haven't made my decision yet, playing both sides. You know, I'm not a Trump, you know, uh, guy. Uh, like It's not like everybody says. And then when the chips are down after the fact, yeah, he goes on the next day and says, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was wrong there. Um, yes. Everything, anything Republican, I am for. So I think if he does run in, you know, 2024, that uh, he will be like, you know how, like, John McCain, you loved him when he wasn't candidate McCain? Yeah. I think like, that's what we're going to get. Yeah, you're going to get the guy who's like, and this abortion, what's with these women? <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm Phil Donahue. <laughs> um, no, Phil it, Hartman still. It's funny over. that you said, no, keep keep more Phil Hartman and less Nesman. <laughs> um, it's funny how you said, you know, Warren has a lackadaisical kind of campaign. I think for every one email blast I get from the Warren campaign, I get two or three for Beto O'Rourke in Texas. And I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, that... Uh, and he's going to lose. You Beto O'Rourke is going to lose. You think so? Yes. I, Dude, Donald Trump is the motherfucking president of the United States. I have no faith in this country. None. Prove me wrong, America. No, I don't have any faith. I saw the latest... You know, they say don't listen to polls, whatever. It's hard not to listen to polls when they say Jeff Cruz, uh, Ted Cruz is up by like double digits in in point. I think right. He, he was le- or I that- thought it was pretty close. All right, maybe that's been maybe I was looking at a week ago, um, but I know it's Texas. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I th- I can. I can feel the wheels of evil really like churning overtime behind the scenes, making sure that all the black voters stay away on election day. That Ted Cruz somehow ekes out a, a victory. I can see like Jeff Deal pulling out an upset. There have been upsets in Massachusetts from the Republican side. We've seen it before. Elizabeth Warren is right now not a very sympathetic looking. Like she is a champion of her causes, but for right now, the the press she's getting is not very flattering. It's there's not a very flattering portrayal or public image of Elizabeth Warren. To the moderate voter. She's one of the few people who, you know, has not been laser focused, but her primary things is banking. Yeah. And, and the runaway, the, the student debt, the, you know, the too big to fail and all the, who actually went in there and didn't get distracted by the shiny things has, you know, really, she she's, she's been uh, like Obama put together, uh, like, you know, pegged her to take over, you know, um, I'm trying to think of what the name of it was, but like an oversight committee. And she was so 
for like the credit good at, at going after these people that even Democrats, many Democrats, because yes, there are lots of Democrats who get dark money from you know hedge funds and banks and all that stuff, and even they were trying to pull her back a little bit, and she's been a she's been tenacious, you right. know, with it. So, but th- th- honestly, the DNA thing shot her. I think she, I, she I think shot herself a in the big foot. mistake. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why gloat about being less than one percent Native American? Like, see. I showed you President Trump, who doesn't care about facts, especially coming from a woman. Um, and then, of course, one of the reasons it was said she did it is because he, I will give a million dollars to any charity. And I love He doesn't the, give a million dollars to his vendors. You know, to, you know, anyways, it is awful. But, you know, uh, so we, we, you had, this is comfort eating. I'm sorry. <laughs> this chewing you're hearing. It's just we're eating our feelings. <laughs> just you know what? Just go to the defunct sponsor of the week. Nowhere else but Burger Chef. Nowhere else. A hard-working Burger Chef breakfast. Fresh-baked biscuit sandwiches with sausage or steak. Sunrise sandwiches with sausage or bacon. Where else could you get a breakfast this good? Good and fast. Nowhere else but Burger Chef. Nowhere else but Burger Chef. Okay, so uh, sport. Anything going on with that local sport team that does that sport, Joe? You're talking about the Revolution? No, they're not playing anymore. No, they did not make the playoffs. What team did make the playoffs? <gasps> the Boston Red Sox. Not only did they make the playoffs, they won the playoffs. So much so that they're going to the series of world. I'm a dork. How'd the Yankees do? Who? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, the Boston Red Sox, five games, a virtual sweep. I like to call it a baker's sweep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But David Price, what happened? Not only did David Price get a win, it wasn't a tainted win. It wasn't like the Red Sox scored 19 runs and he gave up six, but just because, you know, they scored 19 runs, he not only did he pitch a really, really good game, he pitched it on short rest because Sale couldn't make his start. David Price pitched game two, wasn't scheduled to pitch to game six, but on short rest uh, because Sale has his tummy problems or whatever they're saying it is now, uh, couldn't make it. You know, Price came in. Uh, but but the game was uh, was not without – the final game was not without controversy. Uh, was it the fi- it was the second to final game? Yeah, the, no, that was no, that was game that, four. That was game four. Okay, yeah, because yeah, the game four also had that a fucking amazing game ending catch. And what? Okay, talk about game four first. The 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 Mookie Betts. The Mookie uh, Betts. The Mookie Betts play that will be. I, depending on whether or not the Astros won that game was going to determine how long we were going to be talking about the Mookie Betts out. So Mookie Betts, uh, right field, right? right? That, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I forget who the batter was uh, for the Astros, but it, balls hit to deep right, uh, way back. Mookie Betts goes up with the glove, does not come down with the ball. He's out. How do you say? Well, apparently, upon further review... The 
it was called i think was it called it wasn't called an out was it called an out no it was reversed because initially it was not no there was no home run sign no, they they called them. They called it fan interference instantly. Right. Okay. So the, it was a call stands because in, with the instant replay, you could either do call reverse, to call stands, or call confirmed. So the call was it stood because there was no there was no evidence to the contrary that there wasn't fan interference. Technically, if the ball is on the fan side, is in the crowd past the fence line. It's a you know it there you can't have fan interference because now the the fielder is going into the crowd at his own risk and you know whatever happens so be it um, that's probably what happened I there was all the camera angles were terrible the one good camera angle at the fence line a security guard leaned over in front of the camera so you could not see the actual play but. It looked as though, from other angles, that maybe a fan had caused Mookie to close his glove early, henceforth interfering with the game and with the play. Um, I kept watching it over and over. It looked like, honestly, it looked like Mookie Betts closed his glove early. And he was in the stands. I looked for the angles that I saw. I mean, now, again, playing the Homer card, which is kind of funny because i not all that dialed in but he um when that happened the game it was early in the game um I think it was like third inning and, and Houston ended up having a lead in the sixth seventh inning so it wasn't like those two runs were taken away in the ninth inning what that didn't happen at the end of the game it went on to become one of the one of the greatest games of this probably the greatest game of this, of, of this, or, of this so this far yeah you know one of the other things that I saw that I loved um the knock on the Houston ballpark is, is they call it a bandbox. It's very small, like down down the line. It, you know, one of the things is like the monster, it, it's not hard to hit the monster. It's like, like a deep shot to the monster. Well, that's, you know, there's, there's every year, I won't say hundreds, every year there's a few dozen um, home runs at Fenway Park that would be outs anywhere else because they're long, they're high fly balls. But then a line drive shot that hits the monster would be a home run anywhere else. You know the irony of it. And every you know you know people did all these mock ups. It, it's like, dude, best case scenario, that's a double off the wall in Fenway. You know, you know. Either way, it is what it is. Uh, but what you're referring to, uh, Betts at the end of the game, if he doesn't make that diving catch, that wasn't Mookie Betts. No, not Betts. Um, Bell, uh, what the hell is his name? I forget his name. It starts with a B, though. He, uh, if he doesn't make that diving catch, there's nobody behind him. Like they, you know, they win. They, they most, they, they without a doubt, because bases are loaded. Bases loaded. Bottom of the ninth, they were down by how two. many? Two. Yeah. They score two runs without a doubt, yeah. and most likely, you know, a third run comes in. You know where the ball is placed. Uh, you know, game saving at the very least, game winning. Most likely um, catch, and it was a great catch. And I can't believe that I know that because uh, I should know it because it sounds like Nintendo. It's Benatendi. Benatendi, right? <laughs> as soon as you said that. Um, now uh, the series was not without uh, controversy, and I hate to say this because just talked about the fucking no, oh, the more. real controversy. Uh, Houston has been accused of being the Patriots of baseball. What awesome! The greatest dynasty <laughs> in the history of their sport. No, uh, they were caught filming signs 
Oh. Did you, you not follow this whole thing? I did not know that. So I guess in the past, like in the past being this season, a couple teams have accused Houston of, of videotaping their signs from the dugout. You know, guy in a suit, like standing behind the, the camera well, obviously focusing in on the, you know, the catcher, you know, from the angle, getting the signs. And in the last series that Houston had, you know, they were not only accused of doing it, Major League Baseball stepped in and said, cut the shit. And in this series, same thing. The same guy basically standing in the same place. And Major League Baseball is openly trying to sweep it on the rug because they didn't win, saying, yeah, we investigated. There's nothing to see. Good night, everybody. But a, a true spy gate. They shouldn't have named that area as a Pruda Corner. <laughs> not a good move. You are a, you're a funny man. <laughs> you are not a very good person. Uh, no, you're not, but that's pretty damn funny. Uh, anybody who doesn't get the reference, read a book. <laughs> um, I wonder how many people under 40 get the reference. Everybody should get that, right? What's the cutoff age of knowing the Zapruder film? Anybody born after 1995, millennials. Uh, don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, fuck them. Yeah, honestly, unless they're unless they're watching the conspiracy tapes on YouTube. Now, the other big gate that has popped up this week in relation with our beloved Patriots is Beergate. Have you been following <laughs> from from you know not this past week's win against Chicago? I'm jumping ahead, but uh, the Sunday night game against Kansas City. That wasn't beer gate. They could fucking cocksucker through beer at at uh, at a Kansas City Chiefs uh, player after a touchdown. A fucking mass hole. First of all, there's no gate there <laughs> no. except the one that they showed him out of. Well, uh, did you follow up on that? Ah, uh, no. So the player wants him arrested and prosecuted. To the Patriots' credit, I mean that area is all VIP seating. And very, very expensive. And they know who owns those seats. So even if you're not sitting in the seats, you're still responsible to it. And instantly, instantly, like the next day, they're like, we know who this was. We've turned all the footage over and their name to the Foxborough police who will handle it from here. They are uninvited to Gillette Stadium. Now, I don't know how you force that without having facial recognition software at every gate for the rest of his life. But Let's just say that. I know somebody who has been uninvited to Gillette Stadium. Who? I cannot say. It's somebody that I know, and I'll leave it at that. No, it's somebody that you don't know that I would know. Oh, okay. All right. A relative. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, that that person loses their seats. That's it. There's no passing go. There's no $200. Now, the... The running back, and it was blatant. I mean, I thought it was funny at first because, you know, it's a 75-yard catch and run to the back of the end zone, and you see about 10 people sticking their middle finger in his face. That was funny. When That's I, funny. I saw the beer. I was like, you know, what a good Douche piece bag. of shit. What a fucking piece of shit. So this guy, now, um, of course, the player didn't know, hey, this guy has been arrested for beating his pregnant girlfriend and has a long history of violent assault on women. What a piece of shit. They didn't know that, but it's funny that that guy's agent wants to prosecute the guy for throwing a beer on him. Um, and what's great, and of course, being a homer, you see, you know, all the people who've tweeted out. It was about two or three years ago, Monday Night Football. Tom Brady got a full beer bath in the back of an end zone on Monday Night Football. Touchdown pass, runs over, you know, high fives the guy, completely showered down. 
just picked up the empty cup, threw it back in the stands, didn't give the finger, but like said something to the people, and that was it. <laughs> you know, um, right? So, are you trying to compare the two? Are you? No, saying- I'm just trying to say. Dude, you had a beer thrown on you. It sucks. It's stupid. The guy's been arrested. He will be prosecuted. Even if he doesn't face jail time, that guy will spend thousands of dollars on court fees, get dragged to court. I mean, it's probably the worst decision he's made in quite some – and again, and not this does not excuse it even a little bit. This 21-year-old idiot, you know, drunk at a Sunday night game. Black guy, right? <laughs> no. VIP seating. Right, right, right. Black guy. Patriot, uh, new uh, Boston-based Patriot, sports team. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I'm, quite, I'm quite sure it was. Uh, but so, I mean, literally, it was stupid. The guy is going to pay a price for it. Um, he probably doesn't have that friend anymore who has those seats because that guy lost his seats, his season tickets. They're gone. There's an 11-year waiting list. So he ain't getting those seats back either. Um but yeah, it's it's you know move on. Yeah, I guess so. Moving on, what else? Now that's it. Was is in sport? Unless you got anything else? Uh, Celtics started their season. Yay! Mm-hmm. You know the Bruins are on a West Coast road trip and not doing great right now. But um, Dodgers played and playing uh, now. Well, they're playing tonight when we're taping this uh, game five. They're up three games. No, play game six. Game, they're up three games to two. Do you, do you have a favorite going into this? But by the time you listen I, to this, I, we'll Dod- know who it is. I like Dodgers, East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, do- you know, I, I like I like seeing that. I mean, because it's funny. The Brewers, you know, growing up, the Brewers were an American League American team, team. Na- in the National League playoffs. Astros, National, National League, League, American League playoffs. What's with these teams? <laughs> this is not my America. Yeah, exactly. Make make the American League great again. <laughs> um, what? So now oh, we're oh, gonna, I, I yeah, do want to oh, say the, one the, thing. I haven't watched baseball all year. Nor did I, and I think this is just for the playoffs because TBS and, and um, Fox has their own. You know, they have their own deals for the playoffs. But how great was it to watch either? Uh, Pedro Martinez commentate for TBS or Big Poppy commentate for Fox. I take Big Poppy, but it was great. It was well, great to have it's hala- Who was more hilarious? Big Poppy, you got to be, right? More personality. Yeah, yeah. Like, But just like I see him and all I hear is Keenan Thompson doing Big Poppy. That, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's doing a caricature of himself. Yeah. I mean, not that it's like, you know, that he's dumb or anything. He's just, he has that thick accent and he's so animated. You know, it's just like, it's great. Like, he's just out there, you know, trying to convey a message to a broad audience. Um, but it, but then you see the outtakes of him watching the Red Sox uh, of Big Pop. Jumping up. Yeah, I mean, he's still a fan. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's great. It reminds me, it was like the first season that um, Teddy Bruschi's working for ESPN after he, you know, his career was over. And it was like game two or three. And it was one of those seasons where the Patriots start off two and two and not doing good. And he's like, well, what Bill would really do with us in this situation. And he, and he kept saying us and referring to, and, and he would stop and correct himself. And every time everybody around him would laugh, it, it took him a full season to stop talking as if he's still part of the team. It's kind of like when you're writing 2017 on the checks after the year. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so before. But, wait, uh, one more thing. Look at you. I, let's not gloss over the fact that. Probably last year, 
and earlier that maybe earlier this year you have publicly stated that you do not care about the Red Sox don't watch them couldn't care less and then what were you telling me earlier like when you couldn't see game five happening like what were you no. doing uh you weren't wa- you couldn't watch it because you yeah, were doing something. I, I, and I wouldn't watch it I still have no interest in watching like if 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 it's a deciding game and I check uh, and I know it's going to go in the right direction. I'll put it on for maybe last inning, but I did. The other day, like management and I were watching something. Every 10 or 15 minutes, I would pick up the phone and hit the button and just say, Red Sox score or Sox score. And Siri would come up with the score. And after like the second or third time, management was like, You care about the Red Sox? I'm like, <laughs> Leave me alone, will you? You know, I mean, I again, it's like you just I didn't care <laughs> if they won the, their first round of the playoffs as long as the Yankees lost. And then once they get past the Yankees, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like it, again, it's for like Steve and, and Jim and my sister and my friend John and you and 2004 you and two, right, right, and the because city. That's what, I, that's what I'm getting at is that it's and the city. As much as you don't care. You kind of care. You ca- well, it's funny because uh, a kid who worked you know, works with me, um, really really great kid, kid named Donnie. He had put on Twitter too that he went to the Celtics opening night and they played, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers. and they and they killed them by like twenty some points. Um, and there was a bunch of Philly fans there, like. You know, yeah, we lost this, but we won the Super Bowl. It's like I don't remember the seventy sixers being in the Super Bowl, <laughs> and, and 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 then you know, but my buddy Donnie broke it down. It's like okay, ten world champions in the last seventeen years. The city of Philadelphia, like six world championships since the Declaration of Independence was signed, <laughs> and it's true. They have like six total, and and you can name them it's all. It's like one for each sport. <laughs> you know, um, you see, I think the Flyers have won. Three anyway, and the Phillies won like a World Series or two, right? So, so you were really, really going back. Okay, good for them, but it does. I mean, we are so spoiled, even when we don't win something big. I mean, it just in the last calendar year, I mean, how many teams like you know, the old cliche is like every team makes the playoffs in the NHL. Well, no, there's 30 teams or 16 teams make it, so just the same percent actually, the same percentage of basketball, but you know, the Bruins made it to the second round, respectable. The Celtics make it to Game 7 of the conference final and lose to the greatest player ever. Uh, the Patriots, things didn't work out in first week in February, but they made it to the first week in February. There was 29 other teams or 30 other teams sitting home who would have loved to have been able to not win the game in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the Red Sox. It's it's like we're and, – and, of course, right now the, the Patriots off to a rough start. You know, now – Five and two, having beaten Chicago yesterday, we didn't get to them beating Chicago. Uh, of course, they beat Chicago. Of course, they beat. Chicago. But the game. Uh, but by the way, we didn't talk about the KC game. That was it. Was a it was a tale of two cities. They came out gangbusters, and it's one of those things where their defense had two interceptions and played really good for the first. Like held the highest scoring offense in football to nine points in the first half, but then. Kansas City only had the ball 10 minutes a second half, but amassed 31 points. Although it does come down to that one rookie mistake. Which one was that? When, when the uh, that, that uh, the KC linebacker, the rookie linebacker, oh, didn't tackle man. Tom Brady, what, ten, you know, five yards from the end zone because uh, he thought he had thrown the ball. 
you know, it's funny because I remember it was a few years ago. Tom Brady scrambled for like an 11 yard first down, and it and it did. It took like the longest six, yards, seven seconds. And Julian Elman took the footage and put the chariots of fire into it. It was it was pretty yeah, good. He, run, he runs when he scrambles, it's like a Baywatch scene. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, but he dove head first, you know, you're almost expecting an, like an explosion, like a Michael Bay explosion to be happening right. behind him. Uh, it's that slow, but it, but it, but yeah, they, but uh, the first forty-three to forty game in NFL history. I mean, that's you know, and so hey, the offense is there. You know, now we got to get the defense to not suck as much. Yeah, you know, you know, baby stuff, baby stuff. Um, but I forget how we've got on to it. Doesn't matter. Let's get to the good stuff. Hmm. Um, any video news going on? Video like like MTV killed the radio star. No, any games? Video any, game news. Be, before we get to the random video game review of the week, I didn't talk about it last week, but I beat Spider Man. You did. I one hundred percent. Whoa, dude! How how have you not? How we talked about the ten championships that the city of Boston had. This is number eleven right there, baby. To be fair, it's only on an amazing level. I didn't do the spectacular level, so that's Wait, what are the levels? Well, there's uh, there's your regular Spider Man. Uh, how do you say that? Regular. Oh, thank you, <laughs> dude. I'm the mayor of Duncan's. <laughs> um, then you have amazing, which is the average level, in which I played, and then the spectacular, which is the combat's harder and stuff. I haven't tr- cracked the spectacular uh, level yet, and there's a bunch of trophies that I haven't collected yet. But it's not—it's not a hard game. It's a challenging game. It's so fun. It's such a fun game, and that—I that, I, yeah, I finished that a, a couple weeks ago. So if you want to borrow it, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I do one. I don't. Uh, you know, know. Well, yeah, I know. You got two weeks left in the state. Are you taking your PS4 with you? I am not because I, I don't yeah, know how much busy. traveling we're going to be doing. Yeah. It's not like when I do an NFL thing. Okay, going to be at the stadium for an hour for sound check and got the next 23 hours to kill. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right, gotcha. Um, but uh, that's why I completed Spider-Man. Uh, what other video? I mean, this. I, 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 honestly. You got, have you got a new game? What's your next game? What are you on to now? Um, I've been eyeing Mega Man 11, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of trying to ease up on my spending for on video games. You know, I'm trying to. T- I, I have such a backlog of video games, as you can tell. I haven't beaten uh, Wolfenstein Two yet. I haven't beaten Wolfenstein One. I still have South Park for PS4. These are all PS4. Yeah, I tell games. you what. Whatever game I pull, if you haven't played, you were to play it this week. I'll play it right now. Okay, there, there <laughs> you go. We would do that. Um, go ahead. So two weeks ago. Uh, I came into the possession of a brand new used PS4 or PS3 um, because I really wanted to play uh, Batman Arkham Origins. So I got, you know, and as you know, it kept stalling and all that stuff. So I finally ended up uh, going and trading that one and getting another one. And I told you, I got to one point where you can't get past it because you don't, if you don't, most of you, the side missions, you can finish your side missions in Spider-Man after the main mission, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the complaints that I didn't know about because I didn't go and read about the complaints about Arkham Origins is, yeah, there's some side missions you can't finish. Unless, unless you do it before you, you finish the you, game. You do it right, exactly. Um, and and we talked, I think it was like last, was it last week or the week before? It's like, 
I'm at 76%. Am I really going to go all the way through? And the answer is yes. Um, I just today got to 78%. And I stopped at 76% on the last one. So I still have another week of playing this thing. Um, Maybe two, you know, before I 100% it. And it's like, I can't, like... I was going to say, if the old me knew I was playing games this much and cared about 100%ing things, it would kick the shit out of me. It's every waking moment I'm not kicking the shit out of me for this. I think I know what I'm getting us when I say us. Therapy? You're right. For Christmas. Uh, PlayStation VR. Ooh. Hey, you know about PlayStation VR. I mean, it's been out for a couple of years. I can't. I guess it wouldn't be that bad right now. But have I played... Uh, Resident Evil 7 in VR, in VR oh, I, you, I would have shit myself. Yeah, I was going to say, you would have no clean pants. Because that's what I understand is that because you're playing at one-to-one scale. Like, you're in the fucking house and monsters are coming at you in real time and it's supposed to be awesome and amazing and scary as fuck. So I want you to be playing Resident Evil 7 in VR and I also want you to be playing Batman in VR because there's a Batman VR game yeah. where you're a Batman. That's... <laughs> Like I think I'll lose you to the Matrix. Look, if, we, if we get I, to the VR, you might not come back. When when, when the um, when Star Trek the you know the next generation started, and they had that hollow deck, I'm like, you would never get me off that. Right. Like literally, I would be dehydrated. Well, you'd have to so that they can come in and clean up the jizz. Right. But then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that listen, that's I, a valid point. Now listen, when they because ha- they use the they let's get let's get a little techie and nerdy here, and. When they use the holodeck, right? Holla. Holla. When they use the holodeck, they do actually have romantic programs built in. There's nothing romantic about what I'm doing in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but not like, okay. Uh, uh, We're Star- talking pounding out 300 years of white oppression. <laughs> On Star Trek Voyager. Now, I don't think you watched Voyager, but Captain Janeway actually did have a romantic partner in the holodeck. Like, it was like this, um, you know, like... Um, old West kind of guy. No, it was like Ireland, like eighteen hundreds Ireland, and you know, very romantic for that character or whatever. There's there's sexual relations going on now for Captain Janeway. All right, maybe there's not the, it, it's not a lot of messy cleanup, but for say Picard, for example, or Geordie LaForge, if they were to go <clears throat> on sabbatical in the holodeck, where does and then when it when they're done. How does it... To quote Peter Quill, the great Peter Quill, you might know him as Star-Lord. You put a black light on in this place, it would look like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> <laughs> right! Uh, maybe, maybe there's a... Maybe they have, like... Maybe they wear something. Maybe... I don't know. Am I reading... Should I, should, should I delete all this? Nope. It's perfect. <laughs> you want to go to the random video game review of the week? I don't want to talk about the holodeck a little more, but <laughs> jizzing on the holodeck. Let's, uh, let, let's go to the random video game. Uh, any any direction I should? Any any direction. Egg, up the stairs, preferably. <laughs> Out of here. So right. ju- here goes Jacques. He's going for a game. I'm not even going to look. I'm closing my eyes, which is hard to do when Jacques's turning his back on me. Uh, he's going to pull a game off of a shelf. I think it was the PS4 shelf. Am I right? It is, uh, is it a PS4? No, I thought I did. But no. Is it a PSP? It is PSP. It's a PSP game. I don't have many PSP games. 
I'm gonna guess it's uh, ooh the island. <laughs> um, it's not Daxter. It's not uh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, it's got to be Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters the video game for PSP. This is the cartoony version of the 2009 game that came out. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Have you seen footage of the 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 Xbox 360 slash PS3 version of the Ghostbusters game that came out in 2009? It's essentially Ghostbusters 3, you know, pre-Melissa McCarthy. But it was written by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd. And it starred, It took place in 1991, and it starred all four original Ghostbusters plus Andy Potts, and uh, Alyssa Milano played a new character. Uh, they got the guy who played Walter Peck to come by, William Atherton, I think. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray as the mayor. Uh, it was a great game, and I play. I have it for Xbox 360. It's fantastic. You play as a Ghostbuster. This for the PSP and the Wii. They because they're not as powerful as the Xbox 360. They had to kind of cartoony it up a little bit, so you can see they look like caricatures of the original Ghostbusters. But I think it still has the same voice acting. It's probably I think it's loosely the same story. Maybe it's a little more condensed. But it's a fun. I haven't played this version of the Ghostbusters game, but it's a really fun. Like this actually leads me to want to talk about the Ghostbusters game for two. It's it's Halloween, man. We should be talking yeah. about Ghostbusters, the video game for Xbox 360, which is I guess graphically superior to the than the PlayStation 3 version for some reason. So a little pro tip there if you ever want to pick up a copy you can actually i think play it on xbox one because xbox one is backwards compatible with most xbox 360 games but it's great you um like i said you it's all it's like a, it's a new storyline it's like a 10-hour game I, I, I exaggerate maybe it's not that long it may be so you can play multiple level, levels you can't save your progress neatly though it's like once you log in with your profile you have to stick with that campaign. You can't have multiple campaigns going on. You know, you can't have s- separate sta- save slots. So once you're in it, you're in it to either completion or you have to start over a- anew. Like in the holodeck. He's right <laughs> to completion. <laughs> so I don't know. Ghostbusters, the video game for PSP. Uh, maybe I'll play it someday, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's neat. I, anything with Ghostbusters, even the shitty Ghostbusters game for Nintendo, if I ever find it, I'll probably buy it because it's, it's Ghostbusters. I got to have it. Got to have it. And if you didn't already own this gem, what do you think uh, you'd be popping out and getting it for? I'm going to guess $10. Yeah, something $11.99. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how much was it when it was new? Do you remember? Or uh, probably, probably 40 when it came out. Yeah, for the PSP, probably $40. So, yeah. You know, but it's like, it's a great game. It's And it's like, you know, Harold Ramis, rest in peace. You know, this is sort of his last, you know, this is his last hurrah as as Egon Spengler. Um, so, it, pick it up. It's great. It's uh, it's funny. It, the, the Xbox 360 version is very funny. Um, and uh, you get to be a Ghostbuster alongside Ray and Egon. So... And Peter. You would give it a scale of one to on the uh, Joe scale. One being um, one what, never played. One <laughs> one being Ghostbusters 2016, and a ten being Ghostbusters 1984. You just hate women. No, I just did not like that movie. That was a not a very uh, not a very good movie. I would give this game a, a an eight. No, wow. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I should have been like one being Ghostbusters two. 
Okay. That, yeah, yeah that, that, that's probably the, the, the most inferior movie. Uh, no, I take it back. Ghostbusters Answer the Call, as they subtitle it, is probably the most inferior Ghostbusters movie, in this humble Ghostbusters <laughs> fan's opinion. Uh, next. So next week, we're going to do a sideshow. We got, we got anything, you know, it's, a clo- it's the last, I think next week would be the last podcast <laughs> before do a, Halloween. Do a Ghostbusters sideshow. <laughs> why not? It's Halloween, baby. And then we got... You know, uh, are we doing? We are definitely doing. Do you not want to? I, I I guess it's more about scheduling, and yeah, I guess it is Paul Lynn. You make the time, <laughs> the Paul Lynn. But we did a Paul Lynn. We, we will do one every year. We will say the same things about. It's Kiss. the third annual Paul Lynn <laughs> Halloween special sideshow. Um. You know, you thought maybe maybe we would want to have a pal come by and talk about it. Uh, maybe we'll see. We'll reach out. Okay, well, so yeah. may, not this week. We won't have any Halloween sideshows, but maybe next week. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. You just keep your iPhone open. You'll 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 see. Um, what, what's what, what's your parenting tip of the week? Uh, my parenting tip of the week is, um, pay attention to your kids. Um, oh. my little one is in trouble. And I think um, he might. He's pregnant. Yes. You know, I told him to stay away from those meddling next door neighbor kids. Um, but seriously, he has been, he's 12 and he's pushing his limits of what he can get away with a lot more. So, and it's, it's, it's gotten to the point where now we just can't trust him with certain things because he was caught in bed. One night, I'm not going anywhere untoward. Um, not by me, of course, but by my wife. Um, she came home late from her work, um, and I, and he'd already gone to bed. She went upstairs, checking on him, and he's watching YouTube on his 3DS. And uh, he's probably been doing something like that uh, a lot. And so, uh, so now he doesn't have any electronic devices at all in his room. Like his computer, his laptop is downstairs with us. Um, yes, we we're we're you know we're living. It's draconian, yes. Um, but at some point, you gotta be like, you know, um, you gotta you 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 gotta restrict. You gotta restrict these things. You gotta lay the smack down, I guess. And he he was uh, he was upset when I told him that he couldn't have any more devices in his room for some time because we can't trust them, you know? And I probably shouldn't be talking about this publicly, but, you know... It's, no, it's a, this is what parenting tips and It's, it's not parenting. It's, it's like, pay attention. Like, you can't just... If you have young kids, you know... I mean, most good parents lay the ground rules. Like, okay, devices off, whatever. In it. But I don't know about confiscating devices. That's a, you know, that's a, a step further than maybe most parents would do. No, I mean, I, I think that's a good... I mean... Don't trust them because they're kids and they're going to do stupid stuff. Is how you you know? Yeah, I, right. I probably should have. That should have been my parenting. Because my, don't trust they're, your they're kids. They're all like that. You yeah. know. Yes, I am generalizing. I'm. Uh, I'm throwing. Are a you blanket. profiling? I'm profiling. Kids are going to push, and I don't know how many times we've taken things away, and it's the same thing. It's like when you turn around, it's like, dude. It's and I, I tell my little one all the time. It's like you're not good at lying either it's like i don't know what upsets me more that you keep defying this or you're really bad at hiding the bodies um yeah no it's like we've we've done the same thing you know just this week it's like 
and now usually they get their devices on the way here. Like that's one of the Friday they get home from school, they get their screens back. Um, I I came from Worcester instead of home, and management called. Was like, do you know where the switch is? And I'm like, I really don't. Like I remember, like on Monday, I had same thing. Had to take it, had to hide it, and uh, can't really remember. I, I'll remember when I get home, but I'm like, they know some of the normal places, so I like, I had to go to an extreme. Uh, I really don't know, but I'll have to find it when I get home. Oh, wow. And I was like, and I don't feel bad. It's like, you little fuck. I mean, how many last chances can you get? Like, And I always tell them, it's like, before I laid into him saying, hey, I'm just taking this. I'm like, safety, I'm sorry you can trust me. Uh, I can't, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Right. Work on your lying, like you say. You know? <laughs> Watch some Republican debates. I'm serious. Uh, yeah, no, that, I, I, I'm, I'm just piggybacking on yours. Thank you. Oh, my. No, you have a better one. Oh, you want to save that for next week? Yeah, we'll save that one for next week. Okay, good. But what we won't save for next week, the song we go out on is a firing line. Um, I'm uh, For our show December 14th, we probably will be playing this if all three of us can get on the same page. But I, I recommend, you know, checking this song out if you don't hate it on Dan's YouTube page because he just takes old movie clips or just movie clips and it like just doesn't cue it up, doesn't edit it. It's just like, here's a two minute and 18 second song. I'm just going to clip two minutes and 18 seconds of this. And it's funny how often it matches up. But this one is kind of... Uh, um, it might actually, I was going to say Game of Throny, but I've never seen Games of Thrones, but it has a Games of Thrones feel to it. You don't, yeah, of course you haven't seen it. You don't know what the title is. Game of Thrones. I hate you. Games of Thrones. Getting in line with all the people who hate you. <laughs> I'm leaving you. I'm, I'm watching the, the throw the game. I'm going to uh, go to the holodeck and do a podcast <laughs> with the Joe I like. Um, you. Poor him. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Fireline, Dan Cray on dancray.net. Not to confuse the jazz guy. Right. Good for you. Good for Dan Cray. Um, yeah, so that's all I got. Um, good night. Oh, Jack, don't forget. There's nothing left to say. We said it all before. It's everything we said. It's led to this. There's nothing left to do. We've done it all to death It's time we close the ties And laid our love to rest It cuts like a beer carved up from the inside It aches like my hollowed out guts been packed with ice And that's just how That's why I pray they aim straight And a smile at the firing line That's why I pray they aim straight And a smile at the firing line That's why I pray they aim straight And a smile at the firing line
Right. 